things we desire a lot of as human beings. Joining me in the studio is somebody I care about very much. I even say I love her. Caroline Phipps is here. Hi, Caroline. How are you today? I'm very well, Rick, and I love you too. Thank you. You made my day. Just simple words like that. Those three words, when strung together, I love you, become the most powerful words in the human language. So, Caroline... We're talking about leveraging love today. We're talking about leveraging love and we're talking about the aspect of love that confounds us the most, romantic love. Mm-hmm. It's very complicated and often magnificent, sometimes messy. And in the words of Al Green, love can make you do right, make you do wrong. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Why are people so driven by the powerful feelings of love? I believe it's rooted in our mythological ideas about the prince and the princess and the the charming fairy tale that is meant to end in happy ever after. And an interesting thing happened in England back in 1997 when the Princess of Wales died in that terrible car accident Mm. in a Parisian tunnel. And she'd been divorced from Prince Charles and we just watched this literal car wreck happen before our very eyes. And when she died, the royal family and the establishment and the government was so shocked by the people taking to the streets and mourning this this poor, sad girl in a way that British people aren't meant to do. We're stiff up a lip. We don't take to the streets and sob and cry. And Now, were people mourning her death or mourning the fairy tale or mourning that she was just divorced or what was it? It's my belief that it was such a wonderful fairy tale story that in many ways, as the archetypal feel-good, this-is-how-it's-meant-to-be ideal, I think it, people were essentially mourning the, the, the death of the story, the death mm. of the archetype. And it was a way, in some ways, to grow up. Mm. Hmm. Now, when you're a child, 
it gets in your head like I'm going to have this fairy tale romance and one day I'm going to meet Prince Charming or I'm going to meet the princess of my of my dreams. And well, as you get older, that fairy tale takes on a reality that is different than that fairy tale. And what happens? I think what happens is we come up against real life. <laughs> And the moment we assign to one other people, one other person in the world, everything that's going to make us happy, we're in many ways doomed to failure because it's a tall order to expect one person to deliver all of that to you that's going to make your life happy and fulfilled forever. And sometimes that becomes part of the fairy tale where you're my partner and you therefore can and will make me happy, which after time starts to fade a little bit. Yes, it certainly can. And I'm also interested in how romantic relationships begin because there are often two ways. One is out of friendship and that can develop over a period of time. And the other is when you meet somebody and it's woo. <laughs> and I call that the riot of the rapture when you, there's a universal language about initially falling in love. You know, people talk about I'm walking on air. I don't need to eat. I found my soulmate. My life is just perfect. The uh, incredible philosopher Alan Watts used the term falling in love as you set yourself up by saying those words, I fell in love or I'm falling in love. You're setting yourself up for the fall. Yes, and it's an interesting thing because in some ways I feel that that divine feeling mm. is almost the nearest thing we get to heaven on earth. So it's interesting that we don't say, I'm ascending to love, right? <laughs> Rather than falling, which implies that at some point or another, you're going to fall flat on your face. Right. So there are two ways that romantic relationships tend to develop. And science has proven, actually, that relationships of that type that are born out of deep friendships often do better because they're based in more reality. Because you've already had some time where you got to know this individual to an extent where you can feel this is it. This is burning inside me. I'm in love. I can't stop thinking about this person. I can't stop wanting to talk to, be around, support, and listen to this person. So what do we do when that feeling starts to dissipate, which it does, doesn't it? Mm. Eventually, all things pass. They do. And I think that's where the real story begins. Because with the idea of the fairy tale, they always end, don't they, with yes. they got married or they met each other or, or they left the ball together or something and they lived happily ever after. We never get the details. <laughs> That's it, though. Happily ever after means lots of ups and downs. And well, hopefully it's happily. Yes, hopefully it's happily. <laughs> and interestingly, I believe that true love can start to develop when we get beyond those unrealistic ideas about one another. And for, for me, the idea of truly loving somebody, and this is 
often very, very difficult, is in a way to put some space between you and them, even though you're in a partnership, and to really be aware that the other person is an individual mm. and autonomous and has direct needs of their own. But that can often be threatening because if your partner comes to you and says, really, I feel I need to find myself and I would like to go and teach English as a foreign language to people in darkest Africa, you might think, oh, good Lord, you know, what about me here at home and you want to leave and what does that mean? And obviously you don't want to be with me and it can get completely and, out of and control. And what am I going to do? Yes. And what about me? And if we can help to support and nurture one another's growth and development in the world, what a gift that is. Mm. And I guess that's where true love really becomes special. When so many people in love say, we're one. We are coming together on this day and getting married and we're going to be one. Well, when you absorb the other person into your life, there is no space there. And when you can say we're together in a relationship side by side as opposed to being one, well, then you've hit the true love. I think that's absolutely right. So in a way, we've managed to define true love here today, which is <laughs> almost an impossible thing to do. But I do believe that it's about helping your partner's growth and well-being. But there has to be a reciprocity about that. And you both need to be helping to support and nurture one another. Now, that can be threatening and it can mean the end of something. Hmm. And that's when it gets very, very hard to say, oh, yes, please go off and do whatever it is that your heart is calling you to do. Yeah, but that's where your love gets tested. And that's where you discover if it's true love or not. Because, well, if you really love something and set it free and it comes back to you, then it loves you. And it's interesting because I think otherwise you're in an entanglement, really, a complicated entanglement, which tends to just continue to spiral downwards with manipulation. And I thought maybe next time, Rick, you and I in our Leveraging Love series could talk about the shadow side of love. And what do you particularly mean by that? I mean when we go into relationships professing love for one another, but in fact what we're actually saying is, I want you to do this, but I'm using the love tag to manipulate you to do that. Like, if you'd love me, you would easily do this for me. Yes, exactly. And we've all had experiences like that, haven't we? We have. And uh, how to control those experiences would be a great tool to learn. So let's talk about the shadow side of love next time we get together. Sounds superb to me. Caroline, it's always a pleasure to have you here in the studios and talk about this amazing, elegant series. So why don't you just tell folks again about your website and what you're doing? 
at carolinephipps.com, we've created a sanctuary where people can come together to celebrate and support one another in a journey of inner elegance. And by inner elegance, I mean the alignment of mind, body and soul to get into the flow of life where we stand a far better chance of creating elegant solutions to difficult problems. We live in a very complicated world. Problems tend to come at us, I think, these days faster and faster. And it's a, it's a place where I hope that people can come together and feel that they can tap into that sort of sense of flow and balance. Now, if folks would like further information or to contact you about this series or about maybe some questions they have that they would like answered by you, what's the best way to do that? Um, please go to the website, carolinephipps.com. There's a place there to be in touch with me. And I would love to hear from people, love to hear their experiences and to answer questions and to interact because it's my belief that together we can we can find the answers. You know what's a wonderful concept is the concept of giving and that is also another part of elegance which we appreciate and love and you have offered to the listeners a half hour inner elegance coaching session that you would like to give away. So I think if folks would like a half hour inner elegance coaching session, you should send an email with a question or an inquiry to caroline at carolinephipps.com and maybe you'll be randomly selected to win a half hour inner elegance coaching session. How's that, Caroline? That's wonderful and I can't wait to hear from people. Everybody has a story and together we can make the world a more elegant place. And that's another way to build our community and support one another. And that is also another aspect of love. It totally is. I also wanted to let people know that on the carolinephipps.com website, we've now got the archive of the last three Elegant Aspiration shows we've done together, Rick. So mm. people can re-listen to gratitude, forgiveness, and newly loaded onto the website, Love Power. Love Power. Well, Caroline, thanks a lot. Thanks for coming in this morning. Thanks for being part of the Up and Running Morning Show and your excellent inner elegance coaching for everyone. I'm sure people will appreciate it. And I think we almost defined what love is as people. I think we did. What a privilege to be here with you, Rick. We're just getting more elegant all the time. This is the Up and Running Morning Show on 98.1 KZE. So to win a half-hour inner elegance coaching session, get your emails to caroline at carolinephipps.com. She will randomly select one entry, and they will win. We'll be right back with more musical diversity right after these important messages. The 2014 Clearwater Festival takes place Saturday and Sunday, June 21st and 22nd at Croton Point Park in Westchester and will honor founder Pete Seeger. The festival features